this episode of The Interface, I speak with Billy Glass, lead senior sales engineer at Ananine Incorporated located outside of San Jose, California, and a recent Amphenol acquisition for the Industrial Products Group. Billy has been with Ananine for six years. We talk about the focus of their business, their product portfolio, and what makes them unique in the medical industry. We talk about quickly developing a relationship with the AIPG team and seeing the immediate benefits of working together. We talk about how he found and eventually started with On and On by admiring a nice pair of shoes. And we talk about his Desert Island album, book, and movie. This is The Interface. Billy, thank you very much for, for joining me today. As, as I was telling you before we started, we were doing a little bit of work together and I saw On and On uh, as someone who was responding to a project that I'm working on. And I thought, you know what? I haven't talked to anyone from your business yet. And I know you're a recent acquisition for Amphenol uh, within the last year. So I guess this is a good opportunity, if you wouldn't mind, to tell everyone of our listeners uh, who Amphenol On and On is and what you're all about. Of course. Uh, so just a little bit of background on On and On. We were founded back in 1979, and our founders really cut their teeth in the semiconductor industry. And the way that our, our executive management team or our leadership team has always been is really if, you're, if you get really good at one process, um, then you can always add things to that. And so the customer base back then, they were, they were doing a lot of scoring and routing and machining. And then our customer base would basically say, hey, can you add this to the mix? Can you add load pins in, in an assembly? And then that just kind of just snowballed into full-blown connectors. And then the progression over time was full-blown cable assemblies. And then ultimately, our, our market focus has been medical for about the last 10 to 15 years, where we've really been focused on about 15% agriculture and, and mm -hmm. headers and other things. BGA sockets is part of our mix. But the majority of our growth and our path forward, which is what kind of brought us into the Amphenol family, was our focus on medical uh, interconnect cable assemblies. So single use is big for us. You know, obviously mm -hmm. if you got to throw something away, you got to keep making it. So <laughs> that's really what, that's what we focus on. Uh, and, and it's a big reason why with our rapid wire termination and improving our process, our value add that we bring to the table for our customers, that's really why Amphenol targeted us to add to the AIPG group. And one of the other divisions that's a part of that group is Amphenol Alden, who's also heavily into uh, the medical connector industry. So mm -hmm. can you just describe early on here, at least within the first year, you know, how that partnership has worked out now? I, I believe you might have been competitors even in the past, but how has that relationship developed since you guys have been part of the same team now? You know, it, it's, it's really incredible for somebody such as myself. I'm always a little bit cautious when you go into a, a situation where you're competing with another a group of, of great individuals such as the team at Alden, there's enough of a difference between some of the offerings that we have. Like we have a, a specialized mag connect uh, safety latch connector that we use and they have the pulse lock is really their kind of bread and butter. Mm -hmm. And so there's enough of a, a variety there that we, sometimes we, we would go up against each other for, for obviously customers, same customers and same kind of opportunities. But since joining the, the team for Amphenol, they have helped us set up our, our remote location in Hermosillo. Mm. They've been a wealth of knowledge, resource sharing, you know, to the point, to the extent where me being in business as much as I've been, you kind of at some point start to, you know, what's in it for you? And, and there's been nothing 
Yeah, there really hasn't been any of that it, to the point where it's been such a good synergy that I think there's just enough difference between our product offerings that, you know, we have the abundance mentality at on and on. We always have that there's enough to go around for everybody. If you're really good at something, then, then everybody can eat. I've been, I've just been blown away by the team down in, uh, in Hermosillo specifically, Gabrielle, uh, Dan Blaney and, and everybody on the Alden side has just been tremendous in, in helping us get set up down there. And uh, it, it's been unbelievable almost to the, the extent that I didn't expect. So it's almost one plus one equals three in this regard. It, it's that's, you coined that from Martin Booker himself because he, yeah, yeah I love it when he says, <laughs> if, we, if we help each other out, we can, we can expand upon our revenue uh, exponentially if we do it right. So yeah, we're looking for, for ways to kind of utilize it and use each other's strengths to build up, which is awesome. Yeah, I guess fortunately and unfortunately, kidding, Martin, um, I know him very well. And yeah, he is a he is a very dynamic thinker, um, very enthusiastic. And I could see how this would be tailor made for his strengths as an executive in in getting the two of you together and saying we could be huge if you guys work together. So I, I totally understand that. Can you give us just a quick rundown of some of the highlights of your product portfolio? You know, what we're known more like the most is people will come to us for our magnetic safety latching connector. Mm-hmm. You know, we've heard it's exquisite. There's certain customers that we have that for their entire generator device, they'll have a whole page of marketing for just the, the connector itself. It, it's that easy to use. It's intuitive. And that that's really like our staple product. Um, but when it comes to, to the medical field, a lot of people will come to us for fine wire termination. And, and that's really why I think we're a great addition to, to not only the AIPG group, but Amphenol as a whole is because we've been on the cutting edge of really fine wire termination down to 44, even 50 gauge wire, which is wow. like a hair. Yeah. And, and, and doing it on a level where it's semi automated. So, you, you know, you're going to get great quality on, on your solderability and, and the way that we put assemblies together. So, that, that's been one of the, the cutting edge technology roadmap uh, pieces for our company that's putting us out in front and, and is going to lead us to, to really tremendous growth, mainly in the catheter field right now, which mm-hmm. is expanding. And, and they've got more and more connections going on. So it's pretty awesome. You had talked earlier about uh, single use connectors. And that's something that, you know, for a lot of divisions around Amphenol and various groups, I know I'm most familiar with the military and aerospace side. Um, other than missile launch connectors, there are no such thing as single-use connectors. Um, if something doesn't have, you know, 500 mating cycles minimum, then it's a waste of time for a manufacturer to to buy them and put them on a system. What do you think is the difference in in how you design these, I guess, or engineer them as well for single-use technology? And you mentioned that they're they're also uh, a quick turn. Product as well. So, what are the what are the differences between that and really ruggedizing something for a harsh environment and use for say hundreds of times? It really comes down to material selection and, and you know understanding your product requirements better than your customer at times because oftentimes they'll come to us for our design and development process. We have we have an incredible design team, and it really comes down to if you have a price target to hit, you know we definitely want to be up near the top of that so that we can give you the highest quality product and, and choose the right materials for the application. But you can always improve your process efficiency. And, and if the volumes are there, that's, that's what 
me personally, you know, my heart is in sales. Mm -hmm. Uh, I also know everything that, and how we put things together that we can shave off time from the way that we actually manufacture it in panel arrays. So a lot of the things Mm -hmm. that we learned early on in development is just maximizing your throughput to the extent that you have a repeatability that you're not throwing things away. You don't have any bins at the end of your line because that's where you, you lose money. And if you can, you know, max out it at maybe 2% yield loss. And then the way that we're, we're set up just, you know, for other teams in the division is we'll ship over up to 10%. So even mm-hmm. if we have any built into there, that's automatic. They were just shipping over. And with single use devices, I absolutely love those because if the, the annual volumes are high enough, then all the other stuff, the intermediate cables and other things that take a couple of years to, mm-hmm. to wear out before, but that's just all secondary the revenue is going to come from the single use. And so for medical, you can't scrub DNA. And so if you're going to use something that's even close, we don't do any implantables, but it's going to be close enough that, you know, when they go in to clean up the operating room, they'll, they'll throw everything away. And then you need to order some more. So that's just kind of where our vision is for the next 10 years is really kind of focusing on those single use opportunities and everything that comes along with it. We can make those as well, but those are just kind of additional. That we'll, we'll give you the whole setup for interconnect devices. You mentioned that you're in sales. So tell me about your role, what you're responsible for. Do you have a particular region or do you cover the entire country? Just tell me a little bit about what you specifically do. So we run really lean here. So for me personally, I have a background in finance, but I've also been a sales trainer in, in another life and, and, and really just what I do here is just maximize our profitability. So if I see that we're doing a science project or other things like that, where, you know, we really, we try to avoid those at all costs. If if there's no real kind of return, uh, one of the things that that we really focus on is making sure that our engineering team is covered through non-recurring engineering. So if we're going to entertain a project, it's going to pay for our engineering team's time and everything else that comes along with it. And then we'll be set for that activity throughout the year. But me personally, you know, I do all contract review in the building and really just ensuring profitability across across the board. I, I wear a lot of different hats. Mm-hmm. I run our plant, planning and procurement team. I run our sales team. I, I just love, I love finance. So anything that I can have involvement and kind of own where we spend our money all the way to how we make our money, uh, I'll just try to maximize our profit because I love the, the company that we work with. And now being a part of the Amphenol family, I love the fact that they're focused on return on sales and because you should know at any given time what you're doing for the next at least three months you should have locked in, but you should know what you're doing for the next three years if you have a good plan in place. And that, that's what we're about. So, you know, we got hustle from the top down over here and, and we run lean. So I think every one of our employees would probably bring 200 plus K a year uh, off of what, you know, we turn in revenue. So that we're, we pride ourselves on that. So you're really a jack of all trades there, or it sounds like a lot of people are. Yeah, we have an incredible team and everybody's pretty educated in each area, but we have specific engineering prowess when it comes to our, our mechanical engineers. And some of the guys here have been here and they talk about a silver tsunami. We've, we've had people here 26 years doing yeah. our, our thing and things. So within minutes, they can help us improve a process down to the point where you, you can make something twice as profitable just from the way that you're putting something together. It, it's incredible. Over the last year, obviously medical for you know, pandemic reasons has been at the forefront mm-hmm. of pretty much every broad news broadcast uh, you know, over the last 12 to 14 months. 
How much, if any, has that affected your business? Have you had to jump on a project quickly because of uh, some of these COVID-19 related situations that have happened around the world. Um, like we've had other areas like in the sensor business where, you know, some of the sensor businesses at Amphenol had to react very quickly to help with uh, ventilators and so on and so forth. Was there anything from the on and on side where you had something similar? Oh, we, we had a, a tremendous surge in, 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 in pretty much a four or five different medical device markets that, that had to do with you know, respiratory devices and other things that we, we sell to some of our, our top OEMs. So we saw a huge surge in demand. And really what it caused us to do is, you know, we had to not only space out with, you're dealing with all the pandemic constraints and, and spreading out your lines, setting up a second shift. So mm-hmm. while you're navigating up and having some of your, your OEMs come in with twice, twice the demand, if not three X the demand, which is great from a revenue standpoint, but you know, as you're navigating the whole pandemic, you know, who's got what, let's all stay away from each other. And it, it was, it was a bit of a challenge early going, but we, we rise to the occasion and uh, I, I do get to come into the office because we have such great management that we, we took every precaution to keep our employees safe and spread out. And, and when we joined the Amphenol team, Julie Hoban and some of the other ones have just right. been fantastic with Ubudu tracers and, and getting testing out on site. So you know, I couldn't be happier. It's, we've been blessed that we haven't had really any, any challenge that we couldn't overcome during the pandemic, which is awesome. Let me shift gears a little bit and go back to, you know, maybe a young Billy Glass in high school, college. What did you, what did you do once you, you were, I think uh, you're from California, right? I am. Uh, I'm from a place called Hollister, California. So it's about an hour south of San Jose. San Jose is a, a good kind of central location in the South Bay area. But and what was it I'm like from. growing up in Hollister? Surprisingly enough, um, I love it out there. You know, I, lo- I love the suburbs. I, mm-hmm. I do like open space. City life is, is more interesting as an adult. It's nice to have different things to do, even during a pandemic as things open up. I like having just things to go to, and, and, and hopefully pretty soon we'll have some some culture to return to, like uh, shows and, and comedy shows and things of that nature. But I absolutely love the country, though. And, you know, just the weather in California, especially in the middle of the state, is just incredible. So being out in those kind of rural areas, it's it's something that, that I like going back to on a regular basis. And where did you go to college? I'm a San Diego State grad. Oh, so nice. Business in- yeah. yeah. And I, I do love San Diego. I stayed down there for quite a bit. And I, I'm a business administration yeah. graduate, but my focus is on accounting because, you know, I, even at a young age, I realized that nonprofits have to make profit if they want to give money back. So mm-hmm. I've always been fascinated in math. I, I love math. So that's the good thing about math is you can always come up with an answer. <laughs> that's true. Yep. Uh, that, that's absolutely true. Although you could say that about a lot of things, uh, at least you can mm-hmm. prove it with math, which is always nice. So you got out of college then, um, focusing on accounting, uh, business degree. How did your work career start then? You know what? I was a staff accountant, and then uh, I realized about a year in, I thought, you know what? I'm in an office with no windows. I have the personality. I love interaction. You know, even during college, I was always in sales. And really, I felt like, okay, accounting is just a great basis, a great foundation for business in general, but I love sales. Like, it's something that I'm passionate about. 
you know, when I was going in and, and doing a working on balance sheets, it just, you know, at the end of a 13 hour day, depending on, on what time of year it is, it, it was just kind of, I didn't see, I didn't feel that passion that I feel every day when I'm in sales or like just, you know, hustling and moving and, and being a part of the, the activity, which occurs. So, you know, I, I've moved into sales training for, of all places, the YMCA. I, I worked as a director that I'd put on these mission-based sales trainings and would go around to different associations and teach their staff on how to just get as much information from the potential customer as possible and tailor it specifically to them, their tour experience, and then would just have these incremental increases in, in how our, our organization would, would bring in people and, and really tailor it to, to their needs. So it was all about benefits and features, and that's how you know, I really had some great success at the YMCA, and, and that kind of led me into some of these other opportunities, which on and on has been, you know, by far, it's where I want to stay. And, and now that I'm part of the Amphenol team, everything that I've seen in the past year has just made me more passionate about, you know, wanting not only the, the team that we work th- with here to be successful, but to expand that and, and share that, that passion with other parts of the division and, and Amphenol as a whole. How did you get affiliated with On and On then? How did you find them or did they find you? Uh, it was an unbelievable thing. So, you know, one of the things that I always like being well-dressed, I think if you show up and, and, and you're talking to a customer, you should be equal to, if not even, you know, a step above when it comes to bringing in class to any kind of situation. Yeah, I like that. And I met, I met the president, uh, Dennis Johnson, and I just out and about. And I, I looked at his dress shoes and I thought, geez, he's got some nice dress and I, I like talking to people. It's, it's part of my nature. I, I like the social aspect. And I said, hey, you got some amazing shoes. I said, what are those, like $300, $400 shoes? And he, he responded, no, these are actually about $550. And I, at that time, I'm not a big spender. I like nice shoes, but I'm not. it's not my, my style. So we started talking, and he, he has the same exact nature as me, and he, he kind of explained what he did. And I just found it fascinating. I went home immediately Googled the, the website and learned everything I could. And over the next six months, I started contacting them because mm-hmm. I'm very persistent. You know, it's just part of my nature. I'll waterboard someone until they, <laughs> they either give it an opportunity. And he said, you know what, just, just come in. Cause he, he, he kind of had enough of the, you know, constantly following up. And when I showed up, I went and bought those shoes. So I showed up in the shoes that he had on the Bruno Mockley's. They, they're very unique style. I still wear them to this day. And uh, within minutes, you know, I was able to articulate what I was going to do in terms of return on investment and add value. And for the last five years, I've been a, an on and on. I've just kind of been moving up the ranks based on just expanding my responsibility. I, I take it by force, but they, they kind of give in when they see the results. So, so that's the where sh- I'm at. The shoes have paid for themselves then at this point. Five, 6,000 times over. So, yeah, like <laughs> I, have, I have four pairs of them now just in Whoa. case one gets scuffed. Yeah. You got to have a pair. So it's, it's a good, it was a good investment. That's, that's a great story. Um, and I, I love your persistence in how you saw something that was attractive to you, um, for lack of a better term and thought, I, I see something in this. Did you have any technical background whatsoever? Or you just saw it as, wow, I like what this company's about and I'll figure it out once I start. I'll figure it out. And I've always been like that. Like my dad is a, a chief ordinance engineer at, at NASA and his whole approach is you can figure it out as you go. As long, as long as you have the core characteristics and you have the personality and the tenacity for it, 
you know, you can always learn something if you really apply yourself. And that's one of the things, the first things I did was before I even approached them, was I went out, started learning about different machine plastics, different things that they would put in cable assemblies, looked at, at what was available on the internet to see how you'd even put something together. And then uh, I made a point of being very, very quiet and taking meeting minute notes for the first six months. And any opportunity where I could perk my ears up and hear that, that's a quotable opportunity. Then I just interject, find out who to send that quote to, and then get that money. And uh, that's why I just started adding value right off the bat was just, I think it's a good idea to keep your mouth shut until you know enough to, to speak up. But once you do, then start speaking with confidence. And then that will just continue to kind of step your game up. So even to this day, I'll, I'll walk around the floor and, and talk to the design engineers and, and and really kind of find out what it is that I'm selling to the customer so I can talk about our value. Because we're not always going to be the best price. I can mm -hmm. tell you that from the jump. But I can tell you how great our quality management system is and how we can give you a product that's always on time. And it'll do exactly what you want it to do. And we can, we can tweak it so that it, it's unique and it's yours. It's not going to be anybody else's. Outside of sales, what's your most favorite area of the business that you like to work in? Oh, my gosh. Finance. I know it's, like, I, I, my, it's like picking a favorite child, right? My heart is definitely in finance. You know, I, I like talking about some of the mechanical engineering stuff that we do. I like seeing how we put together fixturing and how we can maximize our efficiency. But for me, you know, I'm not a big fan of forecasting. I'm a fan of orders. So, you know, if I, if I can communicate and we can get orders in for a year and we can and really squeeze every penny out on the spend side and, and increase our margin in the middle – and find out that threshold for pain when it comes to pricing. That's, I love that nuance of it. They, you know, the finances is, is just, it drives everything. And, you know, a lot of people say, oh yeah, no, it's, it's good to know, but no, it, it's, it's survival. If you're not focused on what you spend it. And that's why personally I've, I've moved myself in a position that every single PO that comes in the building, I review just for what's, what do we do on the last job? And, you know, when, when do we need to move the marker on this? And you know, what are the MOQ set at? So it, it's just something that, you know, any business, I, I would hope that everybody has at least a couple people like me uh, that would be, that would be something they'd be passionate about. How much has the affiliation now and being a part of Amphenol, how much has that changed your, your pitch to customers in the last year? Oh, I, I love it. You know, especially with, with some of our bigger OEM targets, you know, it's one thing to, you can deliver, but if you're not seen as this global presence, you, you get overlooked a little bit. You're like, Oh, it's, it's cool. That's my cool cousin over there on and on, you know, they show up at family reunions, but now, now we're actually the ones setting up these family reunions. So I, I love going out with the fact that we have a global footprint at any given time. We can set up for you worldwide and we have the backing of an eight, $8 billion company that, that if we need something signed and we have a good enough return on investment, which is what we're all about, then, then we can call Martin and, and get something signed in, in, in a heartbeat. We just need that, that opportunity to get that. And, and that really, I've already seen the effects of it in a couple conversations. So I'm waiting to get some of that fruit uh, in the next six months. But, you know, with, with, with medical, you know, sometimes it'll take six to 18 months to get these things into production. But, yeah, it's been a, a huge asset to us. I, I absolutely love it. I love your passion for, for what you do. Um, it's certainly evident, and I'm sure anyone who's going to listen to this is probably going, man, he's, he's getting me fired up now, which is great. When you're not at work, though, what are you passionate about? What do you like to do when it's, uh, 
you're you're off on and on. Sorry, I couldn't resist. Sorry. No. Yeah. I love running. You know, I love running and fitness. For for me, you know, your body is a temple because it, it's hard to to be productive and, and and bring passion if you're not feeling good. So for me, you know, I, I absolutely love running. I, I know that probably sounds like something, you know, nails on a chalkboard for some of our listeners, but it's just something that when you get that runner's high and you're feeling good, uh, it just, it puts me in a different place. And then spending time with my daughter, you know, I went to the zoo this past weekend. Uh, some of it, it was hot that day, but it was just, she was having a great time. <laughs> so spending time with my daughter and then barbecuing with my brother and, and I have a couple really, I've been blessed that I have some really close friends that have stayed in this area and just barbecuing and hanging out and when the, the time of year is right, watching football and enjoying a little bit of time, but reading, I'm always working on how can I better myself and better my team. And that's something that I, I never thought I'd be a huge reader, but man, it just, it's become one of my pastimes now. So no, it's good. It so you feel good. Yeah. And, uh, I, I see so you take care of both the physical and the mental while all chilling a little bit too, with, with the fellas and with yeah. your daughter. All right, so I will wrap up this conversation with uh, we'll have a little fun here, hopefully. Uh, and I stick you, Billy, on a desert island by yourself and allow you to have one album, one book, and one movie to entertain you. So we'll start with the album. Which album would you bring? Well, Citizen Cope. Um, he, yeah, One Lovely Day. I like that album. Okay. It's a little bit different. It just makes me feel good. I, I put it on from time to time. Yeah, it's, it's a good album. No, I I know that one. Um, how about book? Book, you know, right now, personally, the one that I've been reading it, and it's it's interesting, but Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. It's, it's such a, it's old school. It's 1937, but I like the idea of just thinking your way into riches and, and applying yourself and, and teaming up with people such as yourself, Chris, that, that are like-minded and, and becoming better through that process. So. That would be my choice right now. The other one that I can easily replace that with is Endurance by Ernest Shackleton because that talk about putting yourself in one of the most harsh situations in survival. I like that nonfiction survival kind of like, wow, you can get through anything type of books. Yeah, refresh my memory. Which one was that again? So Endurance was, it was kind of like the journals for uh, an explorer back in the 1918s in that range, Ernest Shackleton. He was going down to Antarctica. He was trying to cross cross over the continent and every possible lack of preparation, everything that could go wrong went wrong and then some, and then just the, the will to survive and get through anything between that group of individuals. Uh, just unbelievable. It just kind of gets, gets me where uh, life is easy. It, you can't, if you can't get through some of the day to day stuff, then you don't deserve, <laughs> deserve a shot. Might be uh, a little bit of a how to guide too. If you're stuck on a desert Island by yourself, um, Albeit oh, yeah. not cold. Um, and uh-huh. finally, how about movie? What's the one movie you could bring with you and, and always keep you entertained? Uh, I love Goodfellas. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. not a gangster by any shape or form, but it, it, there's something about that movie that I, I could watch that movie probably 10 times, 11 times. And on an island, I'll guess 100 times and not get tired of it. So. One yeah, of the greats. Braveheart's a little Yeah, Braveheart I could do for maybe a a couple of days and then I probably throw it in the water. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I could so understand much. that. Yeah. It gets a little bit too much. Um, at least you could laugh a little bit to good fellas while you're also 
being shocked at time to time. But yeah, a great movie. One of my favorites as well. So, well, listen, Billy, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this today, explaining to me and the rest of the audience what On and On is all about. I'm glad that you're a part of the Amphenol team now. And I wish you and the team there the best of luck. Thank you again. Uh, thank you so much for the time, Chris. And, and I, I look forward to talking to you hopefully in the future.